Welcome to The Rec Room with Mandy and Mio, a podcast about books and the people who write them. Twas the night before Christmas, Jesus when all Christ. through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. Okay. Life was a willow and it bent right to your wind. Head on the pillow, I could feel you sneaking in, as if you were a mythical thing, like you were a trophy or a champion ring, and there was one prize I'd cheat to win. The more that you say, the less I know. Wherever you stray, I follow. I'm begging for you to take my hand, wreck my plans, that's my what? man. You know that my train could take you home. Anywhere else is hollow. I'm begging for you to take my hand. What Wreck my this? plans. That's my man. Hello, everybody. Uh, no! Welcome to our year-ender episode. I decided to open us off with a traditional uh, you Christmas... Said it would be- Yes, it is. It is no because like if you look at the charts right now, the top that the top ten like U.S. Billboard charts are dominated by Christmas tracks, including the, yeah, the poem sure. that I just read to you now, uh, mm-hmm. uh, "Willow" by Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. right straight mm-hmm. off of her Christmas album "Evermore." So that's right. Her her Christmas was album. it not released. Coming up to Christmas, yeah. Was it? Did she say it was a Christmas album? Well, uh, she wouldn't have released it in December. Wow! <laughs> if it wasn't a Christmas album, this so. is the same. This is the same. Like, uh, what do you call this? Uh, like argument for people who are like, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Like they were like it. They came out in December. Yeah, Wait, it did, right? Well, yeah, it, no, okay. it came out in December, and also it had Christmas stuff. No, there was it, a Christmas party it, it involved, so I guess stuff. that one is. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arguably, I think arguably that I, I was also going to say, right. like, Die Hard is or like people hot take Die Hard is more Christmas than Evermore. <laughs> no, no, or like I was going to say also that people who feel like, oh yeah, you know how. Um, okay, no, this is like a real stretch. I'm gonna try to connect it. <laughs> But like you know how people <laughs> okay. say like Christmas is actually not when Jesus was born, but it's actually yeah. like linked yeah. to the winter solstice, and that's when the witches. Sure. So really, it's a pagan <laughs> festival, and you know where <laughs> witches used to live? That's right, the woods. You the know how UK. I know oh, Blair okay. Witch Project. Uh, that's where they live in the woods. You know who else lives in the woods? Taylor Swift. When Taylor she's Swift. Her <laughs> album Evermore. Therefore, it's a Christmas <laughs> album. Okay, I the connection. <laughs> that was crazy. That was so good. That was almost was as good as reach. all of our cinephile stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so, anyway, I thought you were also going to end that by being like, you know who else is a witch? Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey man, I, I'm not here to yeah. judge. I'm not here well, to judge. I'm, I'm not either. Jesus if she was, said. that would be great. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right. All Merry right. Christmas, everyone. Okay, well, uh, as I said, we are here now at our year-ender episode. It's been a long year here at the Rec Room. We started mm-hmm. in October. It's now December. Mm-hmm. We've been running for two <laughs> months. Which, it's been, which, it's uh, been long. Uh, to be like, fair, it, yeah. it did feel like a lot has passed or like happened. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you saw it, but like, it, it, like funnily enough, when I logged into like our anchor page just to see how our stats were doing, 
there was like a mm-hmm. link to uh, Spotify Wrapped for podcasters. And then I was oh, like, really? oh, okay, I'm curious to see what it says for us, even though we just started. And I opened it, there was like only one page, and it said, you released five episodes this year. <laughs> that's so good. And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, that's, I did not know that. I was not keeping mm-hmm. count. So I was not aware. Uh, very long year for us so far. Mm-hmm. But, um, hey, 2020, we made it. And, um, you know, I don't need to be the stating the obvious here, but... Oh, whoa, what a year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. So we, If we could describe this year, we wouldn't. Yeah, we wouldn't because you already know, presumably, you've just lived through it too. Unless you've you're listening it, to that's this true. from the future. In 2025. In, yeah, or like in 2030. Our, oh, I was about to mention something that we've never, we haven't released yet. So never. Yeah. Um, yeah, but 2020 was a big year in terms of suckiness and um now we're coming out through the tail end of it and look i know probably everyone is going to do uh this sort of thing uh on their media and culture websites on their radio shows or even on their podcasts Mm -hmm. which is fine yeah we're Mm -hmm. gonna bring you the uh rec room year ender episode uh which is just us like kind of checking in on each other and seeing how we did this year uh, as you guys know mandy and i are huge friends <laughs> i was about to say i was like well like what's a what's another way <laughs> i can say best friends this? huge best yeah. friends i'm like no We're no huge. maybe i'll just say huge friends admit needless words and it's <laughs> no. like no huge friends well we are huge friends because we're both chonk yeah that's but true. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but because we're best friends, we're always like in touch it with each other. Like you're saying, we're huge in the friendship. We're just so <laughs> well. We're just so okay, big in on terms friendship. of like our fandom of each other, I think we're pretty That's huge. That's true. That's actually very true. So okay, yeah. So there's that. Um, but yeah, even though we keep in touch with each other all the time, like it 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 really helps, I guess, for us to check in on each other occasionally, mm-hmm. and like you know, like we that that happened in an episode recently where oh that's true. Like, I was like it spontaneously didn't. like, hey, wh- how are you doing? Like, <laughs> like I, I I almost felt like, do I not ask you this question often? Maybe I should ask. No, you more. do. Yeah, but like we talk literally every day, right? But I feel like at least uh, in, in terms of like the end of the year, that's good to ask. Because mm, very true, you know, then it uh it, it just sort of helps us to grow with each other. And isn't that the yeah. real Christmas? Of Maybe all? the real friendship was the is Christmas the, is the Christmas you grow and together Maybe all along. The real Chris Evans what? was all the masses you attended. What? <laughs> wow, because <laughs> Sorry, okay. So, that was a crazy inside joke. Yeah, anyway. Um, okay, anyway, so... I'll here, never explain that to anyone. So the way we figured out how uh, to check in on each other on this year-ender episode is... So we've done... We've we're set up two parts to this episode. The first part is a question and answer portion, like a survey portion. And then the second part is just a list of all our favorite things that uh, we experienced or encountered this past year. Uh, the questions that we got. So we were looking at first, like, uh, on a variety of places. Uh, we were looking at, like, really deep, reflective questions. And we kind of felt turned off by that. Because, like, while while we know, you know, it is good to be reflective, uh, we didn't want to be too heady. We wanted to keep things light. And so we were trying to look for 
um, questions that would still feel substantive without like going too deep into what are the words you wish you could regret yeah. from next year? <laughs> like, you know, we don't want to say, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> What's the question? I, yeah, I want to ask that kind what of question. What are the words you wish you could regret yeah, exactly. from next year? Yeah, I didn't want to ask you that question. Like, stimulus so, check. <laughs> that's the words I regret. <laughs> But I, instead, I wanted to ask you questions that were, you know, just like straightforward, but could lead to like something longer in a discussion. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. what I did was I went on Twitter and then I just plugged in end of year questionnaire. And um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we found like this um, five question questionnaire, uh, very simple questions and probably not designed with a end of year podcast episode in mind. And probably for, not designed for our age for, either. For reasons <laughs> that you will discover as I'm asking these questions. But um, they are, I think, good questions to ask nonetheless. And I'll explain mm-hmm. even as we're going on. Uh, so with that, would you, should we, should we go into the questions? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to yeah. start by asking you first, Amanda. Question number one. What was the easiest thing you learned this year? Hmm. Um, you know what? I'm going to... Okay, so like you mentioned earlier, we tried to record this episode a couple of days ago and it didn't really pan out well. And I had an answer for this one, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to change my answer. <clears throat> but I'm going to say that in some ways, the easiest thing to learn this year was like to get back into like the reading game because of the podcast okay. like I actually yeah. thought that it was gonna be kind of difficult because my attention span is so bad but um you know as we've been doing this and as we've been reading these like books together I think that's also what's helped is that knowing that you're also we're basically on the same page so yeah, to speak yeah, yep. uh, <laughs> yeah that's been that's really helped me a lot and I think like looking back also on like college days i think and you know we always mention that like one of the reasons why we started this podcast is because like we wanted to like kind of relive that experience of getting to read stuff with people and i realize now that a lot of my easy going or like a lot of the ways i was able to really read through stuff in college was knowing that my blockmates or even with you or uh were you know we were all just reading the same stuff and so that that was something that was surprisingly easy to relearn how to yeah. do this year yeah yeah i i think that's something that like i can relate to a lot especially in terms of like because like when when we were in college together like i i was always reading all the time and even though we had like as we were saying, common readings um with all our classmates and stuff i would always like read extra and it would be hard for me yeah to, relate uh what i was experiencing or what i was reading with others because i felt like oh but i want you guys to read the book first yeah which is why it was always like a challenge to talk about things Mm -hmm. that i was reading and i i I, I forget if we've brought this up already in the podcast like maybe even in the first episode but like one of the reasons that we became friends very quickly is that you you went ahead and you started yeah you borrowed books from me but then you also started I mean, like, you you read the books and then you let me know right oh, away yeah. once you'd finished them. So I was like, oh, okay, you yeah. know, no, wait, now I can finally, that now, now I know what this feeling feels like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were doing the podcast before we even yeah, knew this was a yeah. podcast. But that, that yeah. also just speaks to what how... What book was that again? 
Well, Sorry. no, the first book that... Do you remember we, that first yeah. one? Yeah, the first book that you the ever borrowed from me one? was Super Sad True Love Story by Gary Steinberg. Yes, that's what it's And then called. eventually we read Donna Tart essentially together. Mm-hmm. We were like, together, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. a good time. That's what I remember of it. Um, mm-hmm. that, that was mostly... Those were like the biggest ones that I remember. But like yeah. it wasn't hard for us to like kind of just like uh, connect through those things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and so, I, just mm-hmm. to date that for people, like when I had borrowed that first book from you, I was a freshman. That was literally yeah. my first semester of yeah, college. Exactly, so you would have yeah. been that would have been like your first semester of your third year. Yeah, semester? Am I yeah. okay? The first semester <laughs> of your third year. Right. So I so, was already yeah. starting on my majors. Like I was starting to do mm-hmm. intro to literary genres and historical research. And I literally was. Just yeah, you were starting kid. Iliad. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah, that's actually true. No, that I had oh, it in second term, but like okay, right. yeah, yeah, but like you know, I was still just getting into the liberal arts thing. And yeah, I was like, hey, this cool guy is reading a cool book with oh. a cool cover, and then I remember not liking it. But then like you know, and and I was like, okay, that was a good experience to yeah, have. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's for me. What about you? What was okay, the easiest so my, thing? My easiest thing to learn this year. Uh, uh, also, like, related to this podcast. So, um, a bit of context. Like, the the thing I've always felt is, like, my biggest weakness is arranging or organizing things. Like, I always mm-hmm. feel like I'm sometimes too... Comp- I think I'm doing a job interview. Like, I sometimes feel like I'm too compromising. But this <laughs> is actually... Your biggest which, by the way, weakness? <laughs> which, by the way, this is the answer that I give. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's true. So, no, anyone but, who wants to hire like, us, yeah, just yeah, listen just, to this like, if you want, If you're looking for a content manager or something. No, but... <laughs> no, okay. Um, But, like, I always feel like sometimes one of my biggest weaknesses is, like, um, organizing things uh, with other people. Like, I'm not, I'm not... I don't feel like I'm very good at group projects unless somebody else yeah. is the leader um and like designating tasks and doing schedules so for me mm-hmm. i've always like felt unsure about that because i always just wanted people to kind of go at their own pace not realizing that uh you know part of like leadership is just like putting your foot down and being like okay we can't compromise anymore you got to do this you got to do that right and then like everyone sort of just yeah. has to carry the weight or at least like try to find a convincing way to get people to do what they're supposed to do but anyway, what all that context was to set up is that the easiest thing that I learned this year was um, to setting up a podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, that's crazy. Yeah, because like I think it, it, it did not take as long as I thought it would for me to go from, hey, do you want to start a podcast with me? To, okay, let's uh, figure out, like, let's do alignment meetings. Like, like there was a point yeah. where, like, I remember we would just, call, just say, like, let's set a time for a meeting and we'd talk for yeah. about an hour and then we'd fix the schedule and then right. y- you'd make suggestions about doing um, content calendars and I'd be like, yes, yes, that sounds great and let's do that. And, like, that mm-hmm. I realized was, like, a thing that I hadn't really done before, which I think is, uh, you know, like obviously a great marker of growth um indeed part of the thing is that i i think a lot about like how so in like my first job uh when i worked as an editor i did a lot of thing so like part a big part of that job was like having to organize 
like um, features Stuff. and shoots, which I never really yeah. did, partly because I was just too yeah. intimidated to do it, which is not a thing you should mm-hmm. be in I guess the media business but mm-hmm. um, like it, it sort of always stuck to me that hey I never really I mean like I organized one or two shoots but I was never really like there throughout the process whereas like I think yeah. you've been on the other side of that I mean you've been on the side of that where you've been working I've with people been, organizing yeah. shoots and like so you you mm-hmm. technically have more experience than me in that regard yeah. which is sort yeah. of funny it's literally my job yeah 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 exactly and, and now <laughs> you're, job, you're yeah. still doing it now so, like, that for me, I think, was compared to the other things that I felt like I had to learn this year, actually the easiest thing that I had to learn. Because I'd, I'd right. somehow picked up the the mindset for it from years and years of watching other people do it, but never really doing it yeah. myself. So, so, so yeah. technically, it felt like it should be easier. And, hey, we're, we're yeah. like... How many episodes in? We're like six, seven episodes in. I know, in. six. What did I first say? Wait, six? Wait, no, no, no. We're, no, this should we're seven. be seven yeah. by now. We're seven yeah. episodes in. And I feel like, yeah, yeah we're holding our own. Yeah, you know? like, pretty good. Keeping a schedule. Pretty and good. then like figuring yeah. out like time and just like Yeah, out, and like, even if when, we, you know, those times that we needed to like take our breaks and stuff, we always kind of adjusted pretty well. Yeah, so. yeah. And and like yeah. moving things around Reading the schedule. Reading? A book in two weeks is very hard, guys. I mean, like, just, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I know that I said that it's an easy thing, that it's the easiest thing I, like, relearned. But in terms of, like, just being kind of realistic about it, it was also pretty right. tough knowing that kind of schedule. But, you know, again, going into the cycle of it is what became quite easy. Yeah, and I, I would really say that part of the, the biggest, part of the challenge mm. that comes with that, of that having to read within two-week cycles um, yeah. is that like it kind of doesn't give us as much room to sometimes enjoy the books the way we want to yes like, i agree and y- mm-hmm. the interesting sorry can yeah, i just, yeah, yeah, go, and go, go, like go. the the interesting about that i found with it is that there were specific episodes that we've done recently where i i say that as if we did so many but like you know the, it's been the, a long the, year the, amanda I, <laughs> it's been a long two months um no, but there were like two, I think, episodes where where I really was like, okay, I feel like I, I know what I'm gonna say with this book. Like, I'm just gonna flat out say I don't yeah, like it, yeah. and then I end up like turning it around because of the whole discussion. Yeah, and so I feel like the discussion, like leading into the discussion, is what helps uh, appreciate the book despite but, the which, two which weeks books were rush. Those for you? Conversations. Okay. Conversations and um, uh. Actually, okay, I didn't. I still didn't like it, but Autograph Man, like I, right? Actually, okay, yeah. Yeah, Autograph Man. I really thought I didn't have much to say because of how much I was like, yeah, okay, I didn't really like this. Yeah. But then in the end, we ended up still having like a pretty we solid, a lot, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So it, even like I think conversations then because I was really that was like our second episode. Oh, our first, our first episode. episode ever. Yeah. It was our first episode ever. And I knew less about that than normal people. And yeah. I really remember being like, is it really bad? But in the first episode, I'm going to be like, I didn't really like <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, you know, as the conversation went along, I was like, no, okay, I, I get it now and I appreciate it more, yeah. etc. So it was, again, like class. Because right. sometimes that does also happen in class. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, you know, I think that also speaks to, like the ones that I wish I spent more time on were the books that, I loved especially. So, like, my... my Like, White Teeth. White Teeth is, like, my number one example. Because that book was very long. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was very long. And, like, there was so much happening, but we really had to 
Eid reads through it so hard, so yeah. hard that we resorted to audiobooks to really yeah, get yeah, it's us very true. Focus. Wait, okay, here's my question for you. Oh, okay. what speed were you listening? To? Oh no, I was listening to it at like <laughs> oh normal? normal speed. Did you listen? Oh no, it's no, I it's listened to it on you... like one point five. Yeah, that's fine. That's because fine. I really was like I'm. Yeah. No, no, you know, you know what it is, because right like, okay, the thing, the the reason, the way I was using the audiobook was, I wanted like a sustained way of getting the words into my head. Yeah, as opposed I, to I what I do when I try lot. to speed read, which is that yeah. I really which, look for the difficult. keywords per line, which which mm-hmm. is like a horrible thing to admit. Yeah, don't. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially like when and also that's considering not how speed the pros of reading. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. no, but like at at least there, like I. I find that if I'm speed reading that way, there mm-hmm. have been, especially in this podcast, in the making of this podcast, occasions where I've had to reread a few paragraphs because I didn't quite catch yeah. something that went on. Agree. Whereas, like, the audiobook really helped in, like, getting every line and every word through my head, which, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, it sounds very elementary, but, <laughs> um, you know, that's that's how that helped. Yeah. But I wish I yeah. spent more time on it. Yeah, agree. Okay. But alas, Boryoric. We need to be well. Second question. <laughs> so, I've asked you about the easiest thing you've ever learned this year. What is mm-hmm. the toughest thing you learned this year? You know what I'm also realizing with these questions? Okay. Is that... Um, are we supposed to also have like a uh, like a life lesson answer to these? I don't know. Because um, I realize that uh, both my answers for these are not life lesson things. They're literally that's fine. just like yeah. Oh, okay. I think I think that's perfectly fine because it's not like it's not like um, I I kind of push back against the idea that year end questionnaires or year end reflections are supposed to make you think about your whole life. In, yeah right uh, in retrospect much, yeah yeah like you you don't have you can think about it that way but that's not the only way to think about right. it. right okay 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 in that case i'm gonna keep my answer from last time okay. <laughs> so the toughest thing i learned uh this year was um okay so for the people who do not know i, I also sort of play music and uh i learned how to play um some songs on alternate tunings on the guitar so also for people who don't really know how to play guitar or whatever you have a standard tuning for your guitars Mm -hmm. and there are some songs especially in acoustic uh songs that are played on acoustic guitar uh where the tuning is different and so it uh the way that you play songs is sometimes harder but sometimes it can also make it make things easier. Um, so this year I learned how to play on two other tunings, which are both like D related or like, I don't know if it means they're in the key of D or whatever, but I learned how to play on dad, dad, which means the strings are all are, are in those notes. And the other one is an open string, um, or like an open tuning for D major seven. Um, and that was really crazy because i have been playing guitar a really long time but i've never really dabbled into other tunings like the most i'd ever did was a drop d which is literally you changing the sixth string yeah to d and that's literally it um which doesn't really change much in terms of like chord shapes or like how you how you you know, do chords with your hands. But you know how, like, in high but, school, like, like, everyone was like, that, oh, that guy must be a guitar no, master. It, that yeah, like, if you, if you could do drop D in high school, holy shit. And, like, we got a badass here. 
We got like we get it. You can play some Led Zeppelin songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so I learned how to do that, and I learned that mostly through Laura Marling's um, IGTV tutorial. So shout out to Laura yeah. Marling, who I will make another shout out to later when we do our favorites. But yeah, so like. Yeah, for any okay, that's also like a top tip for anyone who mm-hmm. wants to like kind of learn how to play some songs on alternate tunings. I kind of really uh, recommend Laura's tutorials. Uh, she's not exact. Uh, this is not like a slight against her, but like she's not really like a guitar teacher because she never took formal lessons. But the way that she explains things is is also really clear. And if you know her songs well, um, or if even if you you know. The, her songs like pretty roughly you can follow her instructions pretty well so yeah so uh that's that that was what i learned this year that was pretty tough but now i can i practice it every day so it's i'm pretty i'm getting pretty good at it i'd like to think yeah i, yeah. I understand the why you put it up as being the tougher thing because like i i know how incredibly important your music practice is to you and like yeah. especially i think in the context oh, of thanks. the past year like you, yeah like so like yeah <laughs> like okay additional context so like you had started a band uh, with your friends i did earlier yeah i started a band last year last year right with my friends uh from mostly from college from the latter years of college okay. they didn't go to college with us yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. from the music scene and uh the, the music scene they're from like the local gig scene and i i had been kind of a part of the scene for a long time but i'd never been in it as i was always in it as a spectator and as a producer i had produced some gigs in my time but i'd never been a perf- really been a performer and it wasn't until last year that i kind of kind of like you you know you saying that you um uh didn't really have it in you to like push through with stuff that you planned yeah unless uh but you did this time because you had taken cues from like people you've watched over the past years yeah that that's a kind of how it was for me too with starting the band like i had been like okay i get how people do it i get i i I'm not super get, but you know, like I can see how they did it, and yeah. there are certain people that I trust to ask to be part of this with me. So that's what happened, and we, you know, we were we had started like in August, like mid year last year, like August ish. Yeah. And funnily enough, that's how I met my now boyfriend, um, because he's the guitarist for for a little band. Shout out! And shout out to Spoonie. Yeah. Do you want to name him? Oh my god, are we doing that? I don't know. Sorry. So he's gonna be spoony. I, I might cut this out, but yeah, <laughs> if you feel should. like this is too offended. <laughs> we should no shout out to. Uh, let's think of a better nickname. Actually, I don't know if he wants to be named on the bottom. Let's just say shout out to my man's. Okay, there, yeah, keep that one in. I'll shout out to my man's. Spoony. Um, it's the yeah, just of call him spoony. That's a forky. Yeah, okay. I like how you have to explain it. I didn't think to explain it, but yeah. So spoony is the opposite of forky. Hashtag if you know, you know. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so so. And we had done some gigs over the past couple of months, and but 2020 was supposed to be the year that I was really like, okay, guys, we're gonna record something that's just ours. We're gonna write stuff. We're gonna release it. Like I wanted my birthday this year to be the release party or right. something like that. Like I yeah, want. That's yeah. what I was 
speaking of doing. Uh, and then uh, that didn't happen because yeah. obviously the world went uh, into flames, literally and figuratively. Did, did you realize, figuratively, I mean, did you realize that the the, the forest fires in Australia was this year? Yeah, and, the and then rest also of California. Global warming. Uh, yeah, and the <laughs> rest of global warming, and then uh, our volcano also yeah, almost erupted. Yeah. That was that, that was, was loud. Also it's so this weird year. to think that. Oh it's my so, god! It's so it's so funny. Sometimes I think about I so, okay. I really think about this a lot now. But like sometimes I think a lot about um, people who I know who mm-hmm. okay. Like I mean, obviously this was such a huge tragedy. But like when when Kobe died, and then I remember yeah. hearing people say, "Oh my god, that was this." Like year. I remember, yeah, I remember hearing people say, "This is the worst thing that could possibly happen in 2020." That's true, and that was That's like really true. Whoa, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. To be I'm fair, Kobe, yeah. Kobe passed like three weeks, yeah, literally before. Literally yeah, it before. was insane. And I remember, okay, Kobe passed three weeks ish before COVID really started to hit the world, yeah, and then. But then, like, like two-ish weeks before that was when our volcano was starting shit here. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, um, I think a week before, there was also that weird earthquake that yeah. was also here. I just remember that whole period being super, um, like we say in Tagalog, like, sunod, sunod. Like, everything yeah. just kept happening yeah. one after another, and it was so crazy. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, so, yeah, like, everyone's dreams, like, kind of got, like, shot on this year. Yeah. I was also thinking about that, like, the other day, na parang... Okay, in terms of, like, of maybe that's... It, I'll pull it back into my question earlier about, like, having to learn... Have, like, a life lesson, but mm-hmm. I guess relating to this also is that um, a lot of us had to really push back on the things that they wanted to do this year, yeah. and a lot of them were, like, life goals. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of people had to change the way that they got married or even if they probably didn't get married at all or like I have friends who are like that or um, I have friends who including myself who wanted to move out of the country this year um, for other stuff but then that never happened that obviously couldn't happen and I had other people who were like gonna move jobs or but then ended up losing their jobs so you know it was that kind of it's that whole thing that barring it really puts you into retrospect like one are what are what are the things that you are you supposed to like fucking prepare for yeah, now yeah. and two like you have to live with like really knowing how much you couldn't do right in a lot of ways you know not just in terms of you know personally but also but also like uh with like how shitty the world is but then also like you you know i, I think i feel like a lot of people always talk about how we we have to discuss how personally affected we all are not just in terms of covid like you know getting covid but like in terms of like life you know like everyone's life except for rich people yeah was really put on hold and and that is one of the biggest tragedies of this year i think right it, and i think the, the part of the reason that i litigated sort of the context of it in your music practice is that like as you were saying you were you had plans for this year with your band and once yeah. those were all once those were all thrown out the window yeah. You know, it became this question now of like, well, do I just not play music anymore yeah. for the rest of the year, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. like, That's do I do true. something with it? And I think, yeah, yeah, the the capacity to be able to find it in yourself to capacity. say, all right, well, I'll I'll try to learn something new with what I can do with my craft. Yeah, even if it's yeah. not like the biggest Aww. thing ever, but like, 
Like it's yeah. just something like learning how to play different tunings or how to access yeah, different yeah. tunings and figuring out or rewiring it in my brain so that I know how to do different chord patterns on those yeah. um, arrangements. Like that yeah. that in itself is a very big thing, I think. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah. That means a lot. Gotcha. Um, Illy. Illy. So, okay, so uh, what about you? for me, the toughest thing that I learned this year is I think I learned... So this is the thing that I think I learn almost every year. Uh, at least almost every year since I've graduated. Um, and how long has that been? Uh, five Are years. About to drop this? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I've been <laughs> I've been out of uh, my undergraduate for five years now, and um, I think the thing for me is that once. Oh, I, what? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, undergraduate. Well, or okay. do you mean? No, no. I, I I always refer to it as undergraduate because technically. Oh, okay. That's where I got my back baccalaureate, and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, but like coming out of there, I. I found myself like in this continuous period of re- realizing like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, like I I know I did good at school and you know that was then, mm-hmm. but uh, I have to also like recognize moments where I am not very good at things. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, I mean like not that's the lesson. The thing, the toughest thing that I learned this year was how to roll with the punches, and mm-hmm. um, that's a reference to Ayy. a playlist, a mixtape I made on Spotify. A good playlist. But, like, what it meant to represent for me when I was making that mixtape was me saying, all right, so maybe things might not turn out your way, but, you know, that shouldn't be an excuse for you to stop what you're doing. Uh, And, in fact, like, if you can, when you can, try to use the, I guess, inertia from that blow to do something else or to do something with it. So, right. so to put that into a more concrete um, context, I keep using the word context in this episode because we are uh, not that we're connoisseurs of context. But then, um, our wow. like so like my my biggest project for this past year was working on my first novel on a book project, and uh, this year <laughs> I was able to come up with a draft that I was very happy with. Also, can I just say that's really crazy that that was also this year? Yeah, that was also this I, year. I don't know. I really yeah, remember crazy. that period of you finishing that up, and I uh, that yeah. does seem like so long ago. It it it's weird that I can now look upon the rush of getting to the finish line as like a memory, and not as the way I am feeling right now, which is sort of funny. That's funny to me, but like I remember the day that I felt like I was happy now with the draft that I had and then I told my parents about it and I started crying. I was like, yeah. whoa, it took me 28 years to get to this moment where I could say I'm done. And like, in spite of that, like, I haven't really been able to get the book anywhere out into the world. I, I mean, like, I've gotten it into some forms and places, but not in the way that I want it to be, which is the published book form. Um, and there are various reasons for that. I, I won't really go into all of them here. But then um, the ways in which I tried to get the wheels of that turning, uh, inevit- I mean, like, they, not, well, they, they resulted in the likely scenario, which is that things didn't fall through. And when that happened, I found myself sort of faced with the question of well what do i do with it now like is this a thing now that i'm just going to shelf for the rest of my life and no one's going to read it and you know slowly after each month i 
I, you know, I had to learn the practice of telling myself, not really, you know, you can just take this punch that you're getting, take this blow that you're getting, and then, uh, you know, like, like I was saying in a few episodes earlier, like, be the god of improv with it, like, say yes and to it like yes i got it yeah and i also used the feelings that i got to write a new story and i mean like that that sort of i think you wrote a lot this year i wrote a lot this year no i i really feel like this year i my writing practice improved so much add something also but go 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 uh my writing practice improved so much that i i really found moments where i was just uh, devoting whole weeks to generating new stories and it was it's weird like i i feel like it wasn't like that in the past before i would kind of just wait until i felt like i had the whole thing in my head then i would try to write the whole thing out but then now it became more the process of enjoying the process of discovery like writing down the initial idea i had in my head and then just following it through and just seeing like oh where could i take it and then doing yeah. redrafts or revisions where i would say okay what what's missing here what's the thing i really want to say what's the clearest image i can pull out of this mm-hmm. scenario and that i think was like that i think was like the biggest improvement that um came out of my writing practice was then i started learning how to take mm-hmm. sort of the lulls or take the quiet moments or take the moments where I'd gotten some form of rejection or other and then yeah. used it to focus myself on something else. Right. And like, the even though I didn't get my book that much closer to publishing after I'd finished the draft, I, I did start revising it. And at mm-hmm. the same time, I got a little bit of it published as a short story, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And that, that was, was my first... Cool. I was so excited by that because that was my first um, literary magazine short story publication ever, which, like, I'd been working towards for literally years now. And yeah. that it happened this year and the weirdest year. It's like, okay, I obviously have mixed feelings now about this <laughs> year. Truly the dumbest year, yeah. <laughs> Truly the dumbest year to have this feeling yeah. but but that that moment when i saw the uh email saying that they would publish the story was like really mm-hmm. like i i haven't yeah, let go of that feeling of that memory of reading yeah, that email fair. so that was the toughest thing i learned this year is how yeah. to roll the punches and get back up um mm-hmm. okay so uh, okay wait do you- oh you know my, my the thing i wanted to add i think i can relate to the third question okay so okay, the third question, and this is a question where it becomes painfully obvious that this questionnaire <laughs> was not designed for end of year questionnaires, uh, or for our age group, or for our age group or for podcasts. Number three, something you learned from me, not related to math. So this question was actually from like <laughs> written by math teachers uh, for like a school, and um, I've lost the source, but we will include it in the show notes. But it it it, it was meant for somebody. <laughs> Who was like? He was a math teacher, wasn't he? Was his, a math like teacher his teacher, to like his 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 what do you call this? His username Paul was super cute, like teaches kids or okay. something. Like that was his at teaches kids, specific. like something like that. Yeah, but yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, like I I decided to keep the math part anyway because I felt like that was um cute uh, or or like I think a funny thing like the I, okay between us between us it. it I sometimes make it, I guess, an inside joke about. I, I make a lot of inside jokes about math that we sometimes. Can't do math. 
or, yeah, or like I will do, we math. Can't do math. Something about math is funny to me. Majors? Something about math is funny to me because I also firmly believe that humanities majors should be good at math. And I know you're me too, but we just aren't. But it's also so funny to me that like um, I I don't know like sometimes just thinking about whether or not math is supposed to be hard or enjoyable or both is a really funny concept to me. And I think that's yeah. sort of, in terms of like how yes. we're expressing the question on this podcast, um, math is really a stand-in now for anything that was hard but worthwhile to do. Mm-hmm. So what was something oh, okay. that you learned from me that was not related to math? This got really... <laughs> okay. I told you I wasn't going to make uh, it super yeah. heavy, but I was going to make it I substantive. I know, but you were going to like add to it. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, no, okay, so what I wanted to say, because I, well, you were talking about, like, your writing process and stuff and how you've, like, really improved with it. It made me remember how also something that I was able to do this year, which I was really proud of. I, uh, also did some writing this year and, um, I was able to, uh, put them out there. And if you were listening to our last episode, uh, it's in the show notes. My first thing that I put out this year was, um, an article about my past life mm, <laughs> as right, right. brother Stan. Yeah. On underdog.ph. Uh, it's on underdog.ph. Shout out, shout out to our girls. And, um, so that was really cool. I had, I've, I've had articles published before, but nothing reflective. Like I've, mm. you know, written stuff like feature articles and stuff, but I'd never done anything that was like, you know, just like an essay. Um, so that was really cool. And the second thing that I did was, uh, after 10 freaking years of, uh, reading fic, I finally published one of my own on AO3. Mm-hmm. And that was really exciting. Um, and I say that I take like these steps from, or like the process from you because like, number one, you, uh, edited both of them. Um, uh, and, but number two, like it was really also that, that kind of thing where you were saying like, um like no 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 like it's more like i i realized that that i i could take you know better notes from you in regard to like keeping busy during the moments of like lull yeah and and trying to do something that it, like you know for the times where i didn't want to just learn some new song on the guitar because you know i it just to contrast it a bit like learning a song on a guitar on the guitar that like is someone else's song is um in the beginning more often than not just that like you're learning it like i I, i'm not really one for rearranging stuff unless like you know my band helps me but you know again we haven't seen each other so like that's not really happened and so trying to do something creative and like from scratch um i didn't really I didn't think I could do any of that this year until I realized when, until the moment I realized I could, like, you know, when I was like, oh, what? Because I, I decided to pitch to Underdog after you did. And, like, I realized I had something to offer after thinking about it with you and talking about those things with you. And um, the same goes for my fic-ish, sort of, because, okay, that, that fic, if we link it, you'll see, but I, I, I mentioned in the notes of that fic that I, that fic came out of me disassociating really bad during a meeting. And, mm. um, but I had like the guts to like put it out there on AO3. Yeah. Um, because of you also, because like you had also, and that was around the same time that you also had like, shh, 
like randomly sent something that you didn't think would get anything and then you got it published also so i kind of was just like well if he can do that for like something a bit more of like a bigger global scale i can self-publish on ao3 it's fine um so yeah i basically basically uh long story short i have uh learned to be a bit more confident in like writing stuff i guess okay because of because as as you know you know, as I've seen, I said, you know, too many times, but uh, as I, because I've been able to see m- more of that with you, you know, not to say that, like, I didn't notice it before. Yeah. But, you know, again, because we are in the same sp- country now and um, we talk on, like, e- better hours, Yeah. Uh, I guess getting to see it quasi firsthand is all, uh, also helped a lot with that. So Right. Yeah, I I would say my answer also has to do with confidence, but it's of a very different kind. Uh, Okay. So I think the thing that I learned from you that's not related to math is is um is (laughs) really mentioned math at all. Yeah, is realizing that um my my perceptions of other people's perceptions of me are wrong at best. <laughs> um, yeah, wait. Like now now what do I mean by that? Okay, so I I think and this is this is the thing where I'm like sort of like afraid to admit I'm like entering vulnerable territory. But like Oh no. But like I'm holding okay, your hand like, from I, afar. So I mean like th- this doesn't feel like a thing that I should really like be one hundred percent worried about because I know everyone hates it anyway. But, like, I always, mm-hmm. like, worry about my presence or myself on social media or the self that I'm projecting there. Right. Because that's, that's especially yeah, now that's... in this year, that's been the in, in mm-hmm. the, the interim, our main form of projecting ourselves to each other. <laughs> yes. You know, using yes. technology and the internet. And I, I've come to realize that at least this age, I don't do it very well. And, mm-hmm. like, it's always been this thing where I, I almost am unsure, like... Am I do? Am I not doing it well to a fault where I'm failing to like? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do civic duty or yeah, or yeah. social duty for that matter. Like, right. am I failing? Like, to, you mean if you're if you're not am tweeting I fa- about something? Yeah. If I'm not. If I'm. Am I failing to be a functioning member of society if I don't put myself out there, project myself out there, or interact mm-hmm. with people who I in ideal circumstances should be interacting with the way people normally do? On social mm-hmm. media and and I I've learned I've I mean I've this is another thing where I know I've been it this problem has been going beyond this year but like even in the past like I would sort of ask you about it and you would help to you're like the great anchor yeah. of my social media presence oh, thank you because it uh without you like I would never think like oh, okay maybe every once in a while it's okay for me to to say a joke that I feel really proud of because yeah. um yeah I don't know I feel like I feel it's like a very clever joke and from time to time like if I don't ask you about it um like I will go into like this sort of self-destructive pattern where I think like why did I even like say that joke why did I even tweet that joke so yeah. stupid and then like I ended up deleting the whole thing which has happened like a few times yeah. but yeah which like you've been like frustrated by it's like why yeah. like there should be you should a have. notification for you I to, know right? I know that's what I said right like I literally was like yeah. I wish 
uh, you know how sometimes when you're about to delete a tweet and it goes like, are you sure you want to leave this? <laughs> I wish that for your account specifically, that notification goes to me. Yeah. So that I could be like, no. Yeah. yeah, I could veto it and then be like, log him out now. Right. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, I think extending beyond that, it's also helped me to like sort of reassess like, well, okay, I, I don't have to pretend like, or I don't have to act or behave or think as if people are thinking about me all the time. Right. Like, that's sort of the larger implication of that, which, you know, I mean, it sounds selfish when it's coming from me or self-centered when it's coming from me. But I also would like to believe that this is not as uncommon as I am thinking it is right now. Like, pro- yeah. people probably worry Absolutely. about this a lot. Right? Yeah. And so I yeah, think that, I agree. that that sort of helped me to hear it from somebody else that you're doing fine. The yeah. way you're doing right now you're is You're doing okay. great, sweaty. Like, right, yeah. Like, like people don't know what your drafts look like. People don't know what your unsent oh, tweets look man. like. Which, yeah. which is fine. All they need to yeah. see is what you put out. And what you put out is yeah. fine. And I think yeah. it really helped to hear that. Um, yeah, Not buddy. just in social media, but in the world. Yeah, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> in, yeah. In life, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Agree, agree, agree. So, uh, question four. Mm-hmm. Okay, question four. Uh, this one is more like a reflective, heady question. Something you learned about yourself. How did you develop as a human being? I don't know if this question is too redundant, but I, I, as I was saying earlier, I think this is a good question to bring in the bigger picture perspective and reflect yeah. this year against like all the other years. Yeah, but also... I think in some ways I'm okay with with admitting that I didn't develop that much this year. Okay. Because I'm in terms of, you know, yeah, I learned how to like be more confident in uh posting my writing, but mm. and also I learned how to, you know, do these things on the guitar, but then at the same time that's different from like personal like inside like, you know, development because um this year was like fucking hard and i don't think i don't know okay i guess that like the 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 base the most basic thing that i can say and which i have seen on twitter people say like um you should be able to or like barring it's okay to admit that this is the least you did this year was like literally just to get through every single freaking day yeah (laughs) because you know and i think that i'm pretty sure that nobody really expects that anybody had like the biggest you know personal development or like what do you call it um like a retrospective development this year because because there was kind of you know there was basically no way of doing that because everybody just had to focus on rearranging life and getting through every single day you know like living through it yeah um without like wanting to totally k-word yourself um and yeah, so I think that's it. I think I think my answer for this is really that um, I didn't do much except just maybe I'd have to say maybe similar to what you said earlier that like um, I just had to roll with the punches yeah, and like yeah. get through every single day because especially at the beginning, like the first quarter of this mm-hmm. pandemic was the toughest. And I I do remember like crying almost every yeah. day. And like hating every second of like my job at the time and like being stuck at home and just that all of that. But then now, again, that seems like such a 
different time. Yeah, yeah. From from like, now. You now have a new job. And now I yeah I have a new I have a whole new job and also like being at home isn't as yeah difficult I don't really feel yeah. I've never really been one to really feel cabin fever either sure, like sure. kind of kind of like you but like I, I'm I'm sure I had some form of it at the beginning and I didn't even really realize it and that manifested in bad ways yeah. so um yeah I think uh yeah that's that's it for me yeah I think. Th- Yeah, I think that's a perfectly fine answer. I think that's okay. Like, I, I think, like, I, that's one thing I, I guess I was not thinking about when I was reading through this question was like, yeah, a lot of people will probably say that they didn't. And and honestly, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. super okay. I think I have an answer that's related again to my writing practice, mm-hmm. which is that um, coming from where I was five years ago in my writing practice where I was not actively writing as much where I was still technically kind of finding my voice and figuring out how I wanted to get into writing as a career by this had you started the novel already no not even not even I started it 2016 as I was thinking about the possibility no thinking about the possibility of going into an uh, an MA uh, in the UK (laughs) Um, but no, like my, my answer, I think this year was that this was sort of the year where, um, that practice fell into a place as a career. Like mm-hmm. if I think about it, like, okay, I came back in 2018 and then 2019, I think I spent that year trying to figure out how to make it work. This was the right. first year where I've been able to fully Well, okay, not fully. Fully is a bit too generous to it because I do live with my family and, you know, I I don't independently support yeah. myself. But, like, Same. like I, I still managed to get through the year without feeling as much pressure to get um, into a line of work that wasn't fully involved with the writing practice that I do. Even the part-time job i have now even like the freelance work that i do now is still very much related to writing so i feel like the fact that i've been able to make that work uh and make those things fall into place to support my practice is um something that helped i guess that i developed as a human being i became more of a writer (laughs) so yeah you know um that that's what i think my answer for that question is Okay, last yeah. question. Yay, proud and again, of us. And then again, yes, I am proud of us also. Uh, the question, the last question is another question that makes it painfully obvious that this questionnaire was not written for a podcast end of year uh, questionnaire episode. Uh, question number five. What do you plan to do after high school? I... <laughs> Okay. okay wait. Yeah. Wait, you want to say yours yeah, first no, because I, you're. I, I think, yeah. Yeah. Because the reason I decided to keep this question is I had a very important contextual reason for keeping this question, uh, which is that so so this year marks the tenth year since I started college, which means it's also the tenth year since I finished high school, um, mm. and I, I I've always thought of ten as a very solid number. In terms of measuring distance in time, because 
think about where you were 10 years ago. I know where I was 10 years ago. I was, yeah. I mean, like, okay, not this this month, but like, or this day, but like 10 years ago, I remember the day that I walked into the auditorium of the college that I'd spend the next five years at. And I didn't yeah. know anyone in the room. I was too shy to talk to anyone. But that would be a day that I uh, ostensibly changed my life. And mm-hmm. if you ask that guy walking into that auditorium, well, where are you going to be 10 years from now? They'll they'll never be able to answer yeah. what we're going through right now. Yeah. And so, like, it's it's sort of funny to imagine, like, we've always answered the question of, like, what do you plan to do five years or three years mm-hmm. from now? What's your three-year plan or your five-year plan? Mm-hmm. And it's always, like, geared towards the future. But I, not, I never... I never think about the possibility of asking that question geared towards the past. Like, right. like if you try to recall what you were like in high school, what did you think your life Absolutely. was going to turn out to be like? Not this. No, I think... Oh, I don't want to answer that because I'll get kind of sad. But I did, didn't think I'd still be in this country if that makes sense i remember really wanting in high school to move a lot and i uh in some ways related to my dreams you know like my aspirations in my life Mm -hmm. but in other ways not really and not to say that i have any regrets because i don't i really like especially now in this year where you kind of realize that no matter where you are this shit is gonna suck um (laughs) so uh, that really gives no, you know, uh, like there's no bias for that, I think. But yeah, I think I agree with you that like 10 years ago, you were starting college and 10 years ago, I was in my third year of high school. Yeah. So probably on this, di- not this date for real, because it's the day before Christ- Christmas Eve, but like, you know, around this time, I was probably finishing up like Christmas stuff with my section or whatever and planning to spend Christmas with my family. Um, uh, and, and yeah, if you had told me that 10 years from now, you'd be uh, doing a podcast <laughs> with like your college best friend. Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic. 16 year old me would have been like, the fuck you saying? Pandemic? Yeah. Like the movie? No. <laughs> Maybe. Well, who's to say? Wait, is pandemic the one word it's like with Kevin Spacey and all the I think so. Pre- the, it's, unfortunately, it's predator of the movie. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I had to say it. Sorry, because when it came to my head. Anyway, so yeah, I I totally think that in high school I but then at the same time, you know, I think that's okay to like look back and be all like, Yeah, whatever. This might as well have happened. Not the pandemic, but you know, like like where you are in your life it's not i don't necessarily feel like i have any regrets yeah um because you know if i had done those things i and this is something that i don't okay so i'm i'm like a really firm believer in that uh everything happens for a reason or like every almost everything you know happens for a reason if not everything and so i i the one of the reasons or one of the ways that I, you know, am able to convince my convince myself uh, for lack of a better word to not have any regrets about things I planned in high school not working 
out is that, you know, well, if I had been successful in moving away when I had wanted to, when I was much younger, you know, would that, I, I don't know if I'd have ever met you. Right. And, um, you know, I'm at like this point where it's like, I really cannot imagine what my life would have been like, uh, if I had not met you, you know, and, uh, that, that, and you know, that like, even if you had asked me like in my first year of college, yeah. like, um, if, 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 if you had the opportunity to move and you wouldn't be close to me or would that, I don't know. I think that would have affected my decision. Sure. I'm not to say like, you know, I'm super biased about that kind of stuff, but yeah. then like, you know, like I, uh, I would prefer, uh, right. uh, yes, this is getting gay, but like, I would prefer a life where, you know, we are, super, you know, yeah, in every step together. Yeah. So many of the circumstances that surrounded our meeting were very serendipitous. Uh, like the fact that right. the fact that we met not at not when you were student mismo, but when you came to like an no, open I was day. coming for like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like that was sort of a like, like it was something. one of those things where it's like that's very lucky that that happened, and the fact that yes. I then met you again uh, yeah. during an org like sort of um, for, for recruitment the, thing for the both yeah, yeah for a school newspaper yeah, and then like and then when you walked in we both recognized each other both, instantly yeah so it was like, that was really fortuitous crazy. and yeah, yeah. yeah i think, I think for me like and then i ended up getting into the school the musical at the of that year which you had yeah, co-wrote, I'd co-wrote. Yeah. <laughs> and that was one of the ways that we also got close because you know you were at almost every rehearsal um and I played the character that you specifically wrote. Did I yeah. not? <laughs> I think so. I think so. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all a blur now. It's, um, it is a blur. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think for me... So the thing is, like, I, I think thinking back 10 years ago, what I was planning to do with high school or after high school, like college was a definite part of that plan. But I guess mm-hmm. I did not take into account like the realistic things about how it would sort of play into my life like i think when i was still in high school i imagined that uh you know college is going to be the period where you spend long interminable hours at some kind of like library bureau and then you've got yes candles and and the books like at the desk and you're burning the midnight oil as i would say but then uh, but then like somehow i'd still find time to like write my great breakout work that would um that i would be like ready to put out into the world as soon as i graduated right like so within right. the five years like five years is so long like i can totally do that and yeah. then and then you know like essentially nothing happened <laughs> yeah nothing nothing yeah, happened yeah. to me like in terms of like i guess like trying to make like an impact mm-hmm. uh with my literary career or with my writing career um nothing really took off for me within those first five years after high school it wasn't until the next five years that it was really like oh okay now it's going to happen but like Mm -hmm. those first five years even though what i'd planned for myself or what i thought was going to happen to me didn't happen i never looked back on it as if it were a disappointment i in fact i always look back on it as being the happy surprise of my life that I, I'm, yeah. I'm making college seem very idyllic and idealistic. And I know, I, I know even when I was there, I met a lot of people who expressed that it was very much the opposite for them. But, mm-hmm. but I will always look back on that time as being like, I learned things about myself uh, 
that I did not know I needed to learn at the time. And yeah. And that's why obviously like now I don't have the same plans that I do have that I did have for myself after high school. But um it I I don't I don't want to think that I would have wanted anything to be different from same yeah having I finished agree. high school. Yeah. So yeah. That was what I planned to do after high school. All right. So we've run through the questionnaire. I think we've gotten a good idea, a good we've taken a good look at ourselves um in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I think it is now time to run through the things we enjoyed the most in the year. It's the second and much shorter part of this episode, our favorite things of the year. Hells yeah. What did you put down, by the okay, way? So like, we, what are your categories? So, yeah, I think we both... Well, we both uh, did ours independently. And so we didn't really, like, agree to, like, specific categories. And I think right. there were certain things that we both agreed on subconsciously. And then other things that we uh, just did differently altogether. So, like, mm-hmm. I put together a list of book or literature-related things that I love, which is just one mm-hmm. thing. Uh, movies, which I watched so much of. Uh, yeah, as you do. Music, TV, and then things that do not fit into them, which is essentially just video games. And then things that happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. What did you write down? I mean, like, what were your categories? I My categories are songs, albums, uh, some movies. I have one TV show, but to be fair, it's only because I only watched one new show this year okay um so i might not even mention this uh and then miscellaneous stuff also so uh yeah i think you know as we go along i'm okay with like thinking of stuff on the spot okay you wanna you wanna go ahead why don't you give it a go okay so my first category is like songs Mm -hmm. um as i mentioned and so um, I have three here, but I that I listed down. But I know I have more, and I can't think of them right now. I'm literally looking through my Spotify. But I'll the the, for, the top three that I listed, like top of mind, were, um, and this is not in any particular order. None of them, none of my lists, or like my none of my sections are. Um, but my the first song I listed down was "Psycho" by Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. So good. Song of the year. Um, UP Music Circle tweeted that this is the song of the year. And I 100% agree. They are not wrong. Um, and then my second song is Held Down by Laura Marling. Which is the song that I learned on D Major 7 Open Tuning. Awesome song. Uh, and it made me really feel a lot of things. This is also one other thing that we kind of... You mentioned this in our, the first time that we tried to record this episode, mm-hmm. but like Laura Marling is not somebody that I had particularly um, listened to a lot yeah. um, before. But I had I knew who she was, but then like I had listened to Mumford more than I had listened to her. Sure. And this year, um, because she was, I guess, really present on social media and and um, really uh, and had that this this great album that everyone was raving about i kind of was like oh okay i guess i should pay attention to her now and i'm so glad i did so yeah so held down by laura marling and then the third is chocolate by kiana lede featuring Ari lennox from an album which i will also mention later uh that shout out to jam jam pasquale also really loved 
uh, this album <laughs> that this song is on. And mm-hmm. he reviewed it on his um, music Instagram. If you guys want to see mini reviews of music, kind of like a bookstagram, but for albums, uh, head on over to... Is it un period average, average period law? law? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Instagram, and uh, that's Jam's shout out to Jam and that Instagram. named after the brother of Jude Law, if I'm not mistaken. That's actually true. His name that's on average is one word. Yeah, like one full name on average. First name, last name Law, comma. But just to be clear, yeah. But just to be clear, Jam styled it as an period average and period, period average. Law. Just yeah, to right. you know, spice things, spice up. things up. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, because you know, you know how Jam is. <laughs> Very exciting oh, guy. Oh, Jam. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jam. Not like we're going to hear from him anytime soon. But uh, that's oh, neither here nor there. All. Neither here not nor at there. all. Not at all. No. All right. That's my first section. Do you want to... Or should I move Yeah, keep on going. Do, you, do your whole thing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay, so after songs, I have albums. And these are some of the big albums that I listened a lot to of this year. Mm-hmm. Um... The first being, again, Laura Marling's Song for Our Daughter album, which is where Hell Down is in. And which is, uh, she got nominated for a Grammy for that this year. So, whoop, whoop. I don't know if this is her first Grammy nomination. And if it is, super well-deserved. Um, and I low-key hope she wins it. Yeah. Because the other people in the category are men. <laughs> um, and so, um, next is, again, uh, Canada Days. This is her second album, I believe. Kiki. And this is the one that Jam had also reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, Super good album. She's super great. Just classic R&B. Good shit. Good shit. Um, next is Chloe and Haley's Ungodly Hour. I think this is their first full LP. And then I think they recently also just won like Best New Artist at some award ceremony or other. And Beyonce gave them, was the one who introduced the award to them. So that was pretty cool. But also they're signed under Beyonce's label. So mm. anyway. Um, but yeah, super cool. Super cute. Um, sister duo if you guys don't know who chloe and Haley is uh you are uh missing out 10 over 10 would recommend their npr tiny desk concert which they did um uh just literally like last week it's super good uh laura marling also has one for this year uh which came out a couple months ago 10 over 10 would also recommend that uh and my last album that i put down was carly ray jepson jepson carly ray jeps no i was saying oh is that what you were thinking of because yeah. i was thinking of i sound like frank langella being <laughs> um nixon <laughs> When the penguins, that's what it's like. when the penguins does it, do it's it not illegal. it's not illegal <laughs> Oh, I when hate the Jepsen does it. When the well, Jepsen, no, no, that's, Car- that's actually true. When, when Carly Rae Jepsen does it, it, does is it, not illegal. it is totally not illegal. I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I put down her dedicated album, both sides. So yeah. side A, which came out last year, and side B, which came out of nowhere this year. Because <laughs> she literally was like, hey guys, remember how much you love this album? Guess what? Here's more. And much we like all how, cried. Uh, much like how Taylor Swift said, hey, you guys remember how much you love yeah. Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> he, would you e- ever want more of Christmas? <laughs> 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 that's what she said that's what she said uh, look um, what got it. yeah anyway the CRJ's or Carly Rae Jepsen's um, both albums both of her dedicated albums I super loved this year 
she was my top artist this year on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and for those of you wondering, yes, I'm fine. It's just been a long year, okay? So, um, I did listen to a lot of other albums, but these are all, these are all albums. Most of the things that I mentioned are things that came out this year, by the way. Like, I'm not do- doing that thing where you, you recommended that I could do this, but I, I decided not to, where like you just add stuff that you got into this year that yeah. didn't necessarily come out this yeah. year. Okay. Uh, I decided to not really do that because I wanted to try and see how much uh, new things, um, new things I got into this year. So yeah. Okay. So those are my albums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for film, significantly shorter list because I had also asked you about what movies we watched this year because yeah. I am confident that all the new movies that I watched this year I had seen with you. Right. And, um, there were some movies that we didn't really watch, but like we watched via commentary, mm-hmm. which counts, but I didn't put them on here. Because okay. <laughs> um, effectively, that would mean that we had watched Tiger King and we didn't. And we I watched, don't want to. I never want to watch. I Tiger never want to say. Yeah. And I never want to say that we watched Tiger King. Um, but we had watched the commentary on Tiger King and that was great. Um, but yeah. So for films this year, I super love my number one. Which, again, I said that none of these things in the list are by any order yeah, yeah. necessary. But, like, this... I'd say that this is my one of my, if not my number one movie of the year, because I enjoyed it so much, is Palm Springs. Ooh, Palm yes, Springs. Yes, 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 yes. That's my... That was a really good movie. I really enjoyed when that we watched that. Really that was a good one. Uh, another recent watch that we did was Mank. We just literally watched that, like, a week and a half ago, if not last week. Okay, yeah. Very good movie. I liked it. Um, Emma... Also, oh, again, was, yeah, I love that a movie. movie that we super love because we both have um, some crushage in that movie. <laughs> we have some crush currency so, to spend. Some crush currency. Oh, yeah. Me more so than you. I would so, think so, yeah. by accident. Well, yeah. no, su- um, surprisingly. I have two. No, but remember, I also have two for a surprising reason. Oh. Oh, yes. That's right. For reasons that will surprise you, I have to. It was so surprising that I forgot about it because I was like, this can't be real. Right. Anyway, um, proceed. Anyway, so good movie. Lots of attractive people in it, but very good performances all around. Great. Yeah. Music also by a crush. By the, the music. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. That's the good, woman who that scored that movie. That makes it three. That's true. That makes it three for you. Uh, the woman who scored that movie is um, a Waller Bridge sister. Yeah. So... Shout out to her. The great score. <laughs> that was great. That was really good. It they should sing it like that from line. now on. Yeah. yeah. Then they do it in like a uke. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and then my other, another good movie that I really like this year that came also came out this year was A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I really like that movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. Um, it was very sweet. Was that uh, this year or was that not that, last year? Oh, shit. Did we only just... I watch think we only year? just watched it this year, but oh, I have a memory of it being an Oscar coming out for last? last year. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, don't. Oh, be. In, that, in that case, <laughs> Whoops, uh, I just went against my own thing that I just <laughs> said I didn't do. Oh well. Either way, yeah, good movie. Fine. I liked it. Like I liked it. Like I feel like it's kind of underrated. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people. I know a lot of people who did not like it. But also, shout out to David Sims because he liked it, and I appreciate that. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, for TV shows, I didn't watch anything new this year. 
Um, I rewatched a lot of stuff. I can't. I'm okay with mentioning that just for the sake of filling this up. But I rewatched Yuri on Ice, um, because the trailer for what I like the the Yuri on Ice prequel movie, which I like to call I Victor, um, but it is not called I Victor. It's called Ice Adolescence, which I don't know if that's better than I Victor, but. I guess we're calling it Ice Adolescence. Um, that came out by surprise that surprised the world also this year, just a couple of months ago, and I rewatched um You're on Ice in one go because they're very short episodes, but also I'm in a lot of pain now. So there's that. I also rewatched Community, which was awesome. Uh super love community. And I it was also one of those things where like I um as I was watching Community, I was like, oh, this is totally why Mio, me, and Nick are the way we are. Yeah. <laughs> like, Community came out when we were, when I was in late high school, early college, right? Yes. Like, that was the period. Yeah. That yeah. should have been it. Or, like, it was finishing around the time that I was already entering yeah. college. So, all of us had watched it separately. Yeah. But by the time we became friends, yeah, us with our we were. Friend, Nick. Yeah, and with yeah, with our mutual friend Nick, when the three of us had become pals in college, like we all jived for some reason or other, and me rewatching this <laughs> made me realize it was probably because we all watched Community and super loved it in yeah. in, in the past. Makes so sense, makes sense. yeah, I mean one of the top reasons, obviously not the reason, but one of the top reasons. Uh, and then another show that I uh kind of liked, no bias, was Defending Jacob. Very good show. Mm. This that was the most stressful you, show I watched this year. What did you like about year. it again? Sorry, what was uh, that that you liked about the performances of, Sorry, of every of, J.K. Of Simmons is in this show. Was he the J.K. Lead? Simmons was is he in the, the one defending he was Jacob? The, no, he was. Well, actually, you could say he was trying so to defend Jacob. So he's the titular character. No, he's. Oh, what? Sorry, no, I, sorry. he wasn't so, the one defending. No, but Jacob. wait. No, I mean, not so not the titular defender of. Jacob. So who would you say Jacob's is his, mom? Who, is the, who was played by? So um, the mom is a title Downton character. Ab. She kind of well. So she's like the one who gets hired in court to question. represent. Oh no, not at all. Oh. Well, mm, depends on who you ask. Sorry if I blew up the mic there, but um. Uh, anyway, well, so defending say, Jacob, good who, show who, about who families and uh, just tell me who the legal <laughs> representation of Jacob was, because I assume this is a it legal was his drama. father. And his, it was a legal his drama. Father? His yeah, his father. his father. It, basically, who his was father. His daddy? Was, who was the district? I'm sorry. What did you say? Sorry, the, the <laughs> DA, his, as in DA. He was. Yeah, he was the district attorney of uh, Boston, and uh, he had to defend his own son. And he was played from, by. Some guy. I actually have no idea who uh, played him. I'll Google it now. Uh, his I name. Can wait. I can wait. His his name is Kirk. I don't know how to pronounce this. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Mm, checks out. Okay. His name is Chris Evans. Right. Okay, yeah. I, I don't think I know him. Anyway, he was a uh, yeah. I've never seen him in anything before this. Um, pretty good actor. But J.K. Simmons again. What a guy! Classic. Was in it. Spider what a Man guy! 3, here he comes. True. Oh man, Spider. This was oh. Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three. If you love Spider Man Three, as I like to call it in my head, Spider Man Home, Home, Home. <laughs> oh, I hope that's a Christmas movie. I hope that is gonna be a Christmas movie. 
home 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 <laughs> anyway 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 so yeah um and my last section is uh, miscellaneous stuff so mm-hmm. stuff that happened uh this year that were pretty good that i'm okay with mentioning um i guess i might add to this later as you mentioned yours too because i feel like again because nothing much happened this year it's <laughs> very yeah. you know taking off good stuff is very difficult but then also like very minimal um so uh number one thing is uh i got a new job as you mentioned earlier yep shout out to the homeroom um very grateful very grateful having a great time uh second is this podcast very fun Mm -hmm. it opened a lot of um opportunities between us as friends as we mentioned because we're big on the friendship and also gave us both reasons to get really good mics so that's true <laughs> um we we started this podcast thinking like we're not going like, to pay a single I know. cent towards production costs not at all like we were <laughs> like we are not we're gonna like, well, maybe we no, should we are both invest. too poor for this and now here we are we're gonna commit we're gonna commit we committed to the bit yeah. and uh another interesting thing that i noted here which i don't know why i wrote this down but it just says cry savans getting an instagram don't know what that means. I'm sorry. I, I thought you didn't know that was who really. I was. I don't. So I don't know how this got on my stupid list. It's so weird. It sounds but like Chris so Evans hacked into your computer. Or I something know. And just I typed it out. That's which, truly a fear. I mean, it's it's weird. Like it's, <laughs> it, it doesn't. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would like I know. accidentally or or you know just do things on his Instagram by accident. <laughs> I know he doesn't. The whoever Chrysavons is, I really feel like he wouldn't be reckless like that. Yeah, you that, know? that seems like a, a, a foolish thing to do, I especially know. on the first week of our podcast. That seems. I that yeah, that would have been crazy if yeah. like a weird thing happened the day that we were recording our first episode. Oh, I should have mentioned in songs also. Speaking of Chrysavons, mm-hmm. or Chrysavons, however you pronounce his name, um, really great band that i discovered this year is called sammy ray and the friends oh christ and i <laughs> what go on <laughs> no go on i was just reacting i was just interjecting <laughs> okay you, you said you, you found it out from him. A weird yeah no i think i did um i don't know how i found this band anyway so sammy ray and the friends very good i discovered them through the a song that they released this year called jackie onassis named after the titular <laughs> Jackie Onassis. Um, but it's not about Jackie Onassis. Um, but it's a really good song. If you guys have never listened to the song, 10 over 10 would recommend. That is definitely my one of my top songs of this year. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. What's That's my lists okay. for now. Okay. I'm going to Go. sort of speed round through mine. I feel like I don't have to elaborate too much. This is just like a recommend list, honestly. But I will like give context when... Um, oh, you wrecked categories. room. I did, I did. Uh, uh, okay, books or literature-related things. I, I feel like it seemed like too on the nose to actually list my favorite books this year. Um, mm-hmm. Partly because like I wanted to see which ones stayed with me. And even though like the, there were some persistent titles, like, uh, I mean, our persistent authors like Sally Rooney, Karen mm-hmm. Russell, Zadie Smith. Mm-hmm. I felt like we devote so much of this time to talking about books anyway that I just wanted to like glance over 
literature <laughs> just this once. And so the only thing that I put here that was related to literature that I discovered that felt like a discovery this year was the Twitter account of Kate Clanchy. Uh, it's K- at Kate Clanchy one on Twitter. And she basically, um, she's a, a teacher of poetry for students and I guess uh, grade school, high school in the UK. And occasionally she will post their poems that they make in class. And the, the poems mm-hmm. they come out with are so good. Uh, so I feel like if you're ever looking to find poetry that feels very fresh and accessible, definitely go Kate Clanchy one. She's got them all for you. Uh, next wow. category I have is movies. Good for her. And I went in the complete opposite direction of you, which is I chose not to include almost anything from this year? that were in, yeah because for me my movie journey this year was like i'm gonna be home as uh for pretty much the whole year so i'm going to mm-hmm. uh try to fill in as many blank spots as i could and some of these are blank spots and others are movies that i've revisited after a long time of not seeing them and realizing that there was something in them that really resonated with me um mm-hmm. and like uh, overall like i i this year, I think I hit 200, almost, I'm about to hit 200 movies on Letterboxd hey. for this year. Uh, I'm going to try to hit two, a clean wild. 200, but I've spent at least one, um, full, no, sorry, 10 full, at least. Like 50 sorry, days, I, right? I, I remember doing the math. I think I spe- I've spent at least two real-time weeks watching movies right. this year. Um, which, yeah, I mean, that's just the year. Uh, so these yeah. are the movies that I saw or rediscovered <laughs> this year. Uh, uh, Margaret by Kenneth Lonergan. Um, Hells yeah. Sorry, Anna Paquin. And then, uh, rewatched Babe by Chris Noonan. What year is that again? Margaret or? Margaret, <laughs> yeah. Not Babe. <laughs> no, Margaret, Margaret is like 2000, I feel like somewhere between 2002 to 2004. I can't really oh, okay. recall which, but then it's one of those yeah. years, post 9-11. Um, mm-hmm. Babe by Chris Noonan. I remember the morning yeah. after I saw it. Or like the morning you I were so emotional. It, I was so emotional. I texted you. Mm-hmm. And as I was texting yeah. you, my summary of the ending, which everyone knows, I started crying. That is yeah. powerful stuff. Yep. Uh, yep. I, this year, I also took it. Uh, I took on the, the, my, my due diligence, the duty of um, uh, acquainting myself with the filmography of Elaine May. Who, whose work mm-hmm. I'd never really heard of or gotten into before. And I was so glad that I did this year um, because she's only made four movies ever. Uh, she should be making more. She's Her movies are so good. Um, A New Leaf. I, I, I remember sharing clips of you those, from those. those, those oh, yeah. Really funny. And then... Um, that's a, But that's quite an old movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's very old. And then... Uh, well, not that very old. But, like, she's basically a contemporary of... Um, what's his name? Of of the guy who directed The Graduate. They're, like, best friends. Oh, yeah. And Oh, uh, are they? Yeah, and it's weird. Like, they were a comedy duo for the longest time. And oh. then they both became directors. And it's it's super... It's, like, he ends up becoming like, this phenomenal auteur... And she makes four movies, um, which get like progressively, like, poor reactions, floppier. Yeah, Yeah. like like the in terms of critics, which is so which is so funny because like even the fourth, the last movie that she made, Ishtar, which was like Mm -hmm. nominated for a Razzie, isn't even really that bad. Like I would I would even Mm -hmm. say like it's not, it's not like a bad movie. Movie, Uh, and yet somehow that that kind of pushed her to not 
do movies anymore, movies which is a real shame. What year was that? That was like 90... It was in the 80s or 90s. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it was with uh, no, uh, Dustin Hoffman and I think Robert also, Redford. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another movie that I rediscovered this year that I realized um, there was a stretch where we were rewatching the Oceans movies and I realized that my favorite oh, one yes. was Oceans 12. Very good. Uh, which yep. is like, I think the dark horse answer. Nobody really normally picks Ocean 12 as their favorite, but I, I know. I realize it's my favorite. And you really convinced me. I did. Of like its greatness. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm with you on that now. Yeah. Uh, 11 and Because 13. my favorite is still 13. You're, yeah. You're, you're a big 13 fan. I'm secret. I've like, uh, I could go to bat for 12. Um, yeah. Other, similar to Elaine May, another career or sort of career phase i didn't do the whole thing but like a career phase that i uh, discovered recently was early coen brothers i saw Mm -hmm. blood simple i saw hudsucker proxy and those are movies Mm -hmm. like oh shit if i had seen those movies earlier i would have gotten on the coen brothers train like way sooner because like i've always Mm -hmm. known that they've been important filmmakers but i never I never really f- they felt like homework <laughs> to be honest sometimes they felt like doing homework and I don't know if it was because of an absence of the American context because they seem like uh, very quintessentially American, American filmmakers Americana yeah like you ish. have to be like it really taps into this yeah like sort of in old yeah, in interior sense of Americanness mm-hmm. that is available to the people yeah. who champion it. Did they also direct the first Fargo? Yeah, yeah, Fargo. That was them. That was they them. did, right? That yeah. was them. So. Yeah. So that that seemed a little like I I mean like I like that movie but it doesn't yeah. hit me no, as much agree. as like Blood Simple which I admire so much for its confidence mm-hmm. uh, and then also um, Hudsucker Proxy which I think th- they they that I think is for me uh, one of their in that early career stretch their best film it it's almost mm-hmm. like edited like a uh, like a music piece. Um, and then also raising Arizona, which I super love, and it's got Holly Hunter in it, who's one of my favorite actresses and ladies. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. um, so <laughs> next one is The Vast of Night by Andrew Pat- mm-hmm. Patterson, and this is a movie that I think uh, it's a, it's a it's something of an indie sleeper. Uh, not that many people saw it, I think, but it's on Amazon Prime if you have that, and it's a very cool. Uh, sci-fi alien movie that I would argue draws more similarity from Before Sunrise and Sunset and Midnight than it does mm-hmm. from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That's like my one hot take for it. Wow. Um, which, let's face it, probably a lot of other people have said as well. Uh, and yeah. then my last movie that I discovered this year, which I was really excited to see when... I mean, like I, I was so excited when I came out of it, was One Cut of the Dead by Shinichiro mm-hmm. Ueda. And I don't want to say anything about it. I just want to say, watch that movie with as little context as possible because... Wow. Uh, you will be One of those. You will, yeah, it will surprise you what it's actually about. So that's movies for me. Music, I've got three... What was... The, sorry, what was the movie that you said you watched recently, Cold, and you really liked it, but I... Um, was uh, Sound of Metal. 
Right, right, yeah, right. I, okay, that's I another movie yet, I didn't list yeah. here, but I quite like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, music. I only listed three albums here because I am mm-hmm. I, I, oh, a creature of habit. <laughs> I'm a creature of habit and my taste is boring. <laughs> yeah. So I have. It's three, not, but like, three, go on. Three albums here. Uh, I'm forever a Hop Along Stan. I'll never mm-hmm. let Hop Along mm-hmm. die. Like, for three years running, I've let them be my top artists for three years in a row where I've listened to them three days straight. Uh, but uh, this year, Frances Quinlan, their lead singer, released her first solo album, Likewise. So that took the top spot this year. Uh, I also, um, an artist who I hadn't listened to in a while, but her new album was so good that I just uh, fell head over heels in love with it, was Waxahachie and her new album, St. Cloud. And then I think one of the, the third, my third entry here, which... This seems like a, a good fit with the protracted nature of 2020 because they released each section of this quote-unquote album throughout the year was Dirty Projectors, their five EPs. Uh, those were great. Uh, mm-hmm. Lose Your Love, uh, Windows Open. So all those, good stuff. all those things are good. TV, these are all new things that came out this year. Tales from the Loop, which I think is better than Devs. It's a Mm sci-fi anthology series about people who... uh, It's a small community of scientists and inventors who are basically dealing in future tech. Uh, But it's like a small American town in the province. Like, so so it doesn't feel like cyberpunky or, 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 you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Queen's Gambit, which, I mean, I've not... I'm not somebody who's necessarily into sports anime, but I've heard that or, comparison a lot. Yeah. I just love the zaniness of it. I, I can point a number, mm-hmm. a myriad of characters who I would love to know more about, and I wish they, they would make more seasons just focusing on all the other yeah, characters. Yeah, just for like the others. Because yeah. I swear to God, it's so good. Um, another another uh, show that uh, does a lot with side characters that you want to know more about, The Mandalorian Season 2. Huge quality mm-hmm. of improvement. I think even all the way up to the end, a lot of people are feeling divided about the ending of the ending. finale, mm-hmm. which I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the season. I had a good month, and uh, two months that I was watching it. Uh, and then the last one, of course, Normal People, which came out this year. Do you remember Normal People? Yeah, I do remember Normal oh, People. Oh, boy. <laughs> also, again, cannot believe that that was just this year. Yeah, it fe- that one felt like last year. That one I had to remember. Like, oh, yeah, we saw that oh, yeah, this year. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, okay, uh, any of the other things, which is video games, uh, two games. Uh, I've already spoken a lot on this show about my love for Hades, so that is easily my game of the year. But two mm-hmm. other games that I played a lot and stayed with me um since i started playing them were kentucky route zero which is a magical realist narrative game so that you don't really do much except to just talk to other people and sift through dialogue options but a lot of them are told very poetically it's a very well-written game and then another well-written game that does do a lot of action that i finally played this year was god of war whoa uh that's a game that um i was saying to to our friends on a group chat i i could word for word match uh the lyrics of cat stevens father and son to this game and it uh, was another yeah that's right it was another you thing wrote that a almost whole made essay me, on the yeah, chat it almost made me cry just thinking about yeah it. but anyway yeah 
And then my last category, things that happened to me. Uh, I've actually mentioned two of the three things that I wrote here. So first one was got published. Second one was mm-hmm. wrote a version of my book that I was pretty happy with. And then the third one was I got to see you before the Fire Nation attacked. That's true. Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, we've no, talked about fine. it a lot. It's but fine. like, yeah, that's true. We did see each we other do. before yeah, the Fire yeah. Nation attacked. Yeah. That's a good wait, and also proud of you for making that reference. Yeah, even Come though on I've only seen a you've total seen two of episodes or one something? episode. Of one, you've only seen the first episode. I have to get <laughs> guys. To the second, help episode. me, freaking petition. You, you, I like how you literally started your bit by being like, "I've watched a total of two weeks worth of movies," and then ended it with being like, "I've seen one episode of Avatar." Um. So maybe for twenty twenty one, we'll see. Yeah, that's a show. Yeah. That's a show that I'll maybe get into Truly. when we're all senior citizens. <laughs> oh my god! If we're like sixty, and then you're like, "Hey guys, episode two, crazy shit," and we're like, "Yeah, all right." I mean, yeah, <laughs> I'd still cry about episode two. Oh, that's anyway. the episode that makes you cry. I haven't even reached. It no, yet. I, all the episodes make me cry. Oh, okay. So for different reasons. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I guess uh, that being said, this is 2020 in the can. Um, Jeez. Oh, okay. I think. When is this coming out? Well, this after is, Christmas. This is coming out like three days from now, so this Saturday. Oh, We're recording okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. We're recording kind this on late. Wednesday. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, yeah. But like, um, yeah, we're recording this as close as we can to the end of the year, just in case anything else happened in our lives, and. Um, I mean, life has remained the way it is. We've, I've gotten to see some... I don't know about you, but I've gotten to see some people uh, since we last tried to record this episode uh, that made me feel like, oh, okay, oh, you know, that's true. my, you my social uh, energy canister has been filled or used or, or I don't know mm-hmm. which is the right way anymore to refer to it. But um, yeah. in some way, I interacted with my social canister quota this uh, week. And... Um, and I'm looking forward to our episodes in the next year. We're going to be wrapping up Zadie Smith. And, oh boy! Uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna say just yet uh, what we're gonna do after that. But I will say, if if it's okay with you, Mandy, uh, that we are going to go through a few changes in our lives. <laughs> We're going through changes Uh, in the podcast. I haven't seen the season three yet. I mean, four, whatever they're on. um, Anyway, go on. But after Zadie Smith wraps up on our show, we will be doing uh, something something slightly different uh, in the new year. And you will find out what that is. as we, I guess, wrap up the end of the Zayn Smith miniseries. But we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we will be coming back with episodes towards the end of January. The final date to be announced on our social media. You can always follow yeah. us there. Follow at the us. Rec Room Pod. Rec spelled R-E-Q. Um, Amanda, is there yes. anything you want to say to our listeners before we leave everyone in 2020? Uh, thanks for listening so far to everybody who's been listening since the beginning. Thanks so much. It's been fun. Uh, we can't wait to do more f- for you guys and with each other. So yeah, um, stick around. We hope you stick around. 
uh, follow us. Like Mia said, follow us on social media. If you follow us on the Rec Room Pod, you will see our own social medias on there. So just go ahead and click that. I'm not going to say what my social media is because the names are very long and pretentious. Um, whereas Mio everywhere is just Mio Stark. So yeah, go follow I mean, us. Like Talk you, to us, by the way. If you find me on social media, inevitably I will have tagged or be tagged in something by Mandy. So you could just that's true. So you, you could, could also just follow her through me. Yeah, if you want to detective your way through yeah. this. Um, so yeah, thanks again, everyone, and uh, happy holidays. Happy, happy whatever holidays. you celebrate. And as always, mm-hmm. this is a podcast called The Rec Room with Mandy and Mio, where we ask the question, where does the writer's work become required reading? That was great! That was so good! (laughs) We take popular authors of the day and review each entry in their bibliographies to see just how close these writers get to the sweet spot between Mm -hmm. mainstream breakout success and traditional literary sensibility. Sensibility. My name is Mio. I'm Mandy. And as always, (laughs) heaven sent you to me. I'm just hoping what? I don't repeat history. Oh. Boy, I'm trying to meet your mama on a Sunday. Then make a lot of love on a Monday. Ah. Wait Never a need, minute. No, no. No one else, babe. Because I'll be switching them positions for you. I hate this so much. Have you ever heard that song? No, I have never. Oh my god. Which is horrible because yeah. this is also what happened when um when you, we asked you when Thank, Thank you, you next. next came out you yeah. asked me to sing it and I told you yeah. what I thought it sounded Rhythmically you were kind of there. Oh is it what is this what that song actually sounds like? Switching the kind positions of. for you. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to it after this. You'll see. So yeah, so yeah, we'll post it on the on the social media my reaction to the song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that, do that. Okay, bye everyone. Okay, bye. Thank you. See ya. Ariana Grande? Question mark. I should have included her in my stuff. Her album is also good. Anyway, goodbye everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rec Room. This episode was edited by me. Our artwork is by Mandy. Our theme song is 64 Sundays by Twin Musicom, which is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution License. Check out more of their music at www.twinmusicom.org. For more updates on The Rec Room, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Rec Room Pod. Rec spelled R-E-Q.